All right, let's go for take two here, just a few hours later. Uh -huh. We are recording, we're ready to go. Welcome in to Off The Cuff Sports. How's everybody on this Saturday evening? Tired. Tired. Tired, yeah. yeah I get that. Probably more than you guys do, but you know, that's what it is. How's the uh, house hunting going, Solomon? Oh, snap. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up on it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Ugh. There's there's plenty of homes available up here in Gwinnett County. Yeah. And they're about to open Half up a new high school. About to open up a new high school in the county. Looking, be looking for a, a you know top-notch basketball coach. How far away is it from a beach? Mm, probably about five hours. Five hours. That's a long walk. Well, I mean, as far as an ocean beach, five hours. But if you want to go to the beach, the lake, it's about ten minutes away. Oh, a lake isn't that bad. It's not very clean, but you know, it's water, and they got campsites. It's water. It's water. <laughs> yeah, even it's got the waves and everything for you. Hit, just hit, hit it like you're at a real beach. This man said, "Hit it like you're in a real beach." Solo JT is about to have you with those monsters in Lake Lanier. Don't believe the hype. There are no monsters in Lake Lanier. I've been, I've scuba dived in Lake Lanier. There are no monsters there. I thought Maybe like the ghosts were like those are different things. Monsters and spirits aren't the same thing. I thought they, I thought like the ghosts were like races or whatever. No, that's just the people in Forsyth County. That's a difference. That's a difference. Those aren't racist. <laughs> They aren't racist ghosts. They're black ghosts. That's an old, another story. That it is. Anyways, uh, let's get into Team in Distress, Distress Club. Who are we letting in today? Deshaun Watson. Ooh. You can put him in there. Yeah, I guess that's the one to put him get in there right now. Uh, Nick Foles, uh, he got booed off the field. I guess if you want to throw him in, Foles. he got booed off the field today after one bad drive. Uh -huh. Went for them chanting his name last year, a couple years ago being the MVP of the Super Bowl. Now can't even get through one drive in a preseason game against the Dolphins. No one told my man that Chicago is an unforgiving place. <laughs> yeah, Chicago's not where you want to be. But uh, on that note, um, you guys, you guys get a chance to watch any of that game. Uh, on NFL Network, so I don't know if you guys are able to get that. Um, I didn't watch it. 
but I guess I've been keeping up with the scores of everything. It's it's kind of hard to look at the preseason when you know starters aren't even playing. The yeah. Falcons went down what twenty three to three. Yeah, and they only, got slept. I guess the only real players that played for the Falcons were their um, defensive rookies, um, but it was basically all backups. So. What do we think about uh, Justin Fields? Um, yeah, it was a preseason game, and was he going against you know the whole Miami Dolphins defense? No, but I mean, I think he looks better than Mitchell Trubisky at this point. Well, I mean, leftover, you know, leftover pizza looks better than Mitch Trubisky. I was about to say something a little bit more provocative, but I forgot it's a PG show. Yeah, yeah. And Mitch Trubisky's been like, I just, I'm just glad I'm somewhere where, I wanna, where they want me here. You're the backup in Buffalo. Don't, 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 don't make yourself feel better by that. Hey, bro, if, if they want him in Buffalo, let him stay in Buffalo. Yeah. Also, if New Realm Brewing Company, if you're listening, low-calorie IPA, very good. Very good. Very good. But anyways, anyways, we'll continue. Um, um, anyways, we, uh, we'll go in a little bit more. How about what we think as far as, um, Jalen Hurts, um, his brief couple drives that he had, and we think that he's still going to be the guy there. Um, he's going to be there long-term. No, but. We need, or at least I, I need this going into it. He he needs a few years before he can really thrive in a system. Um, he'll be starter, but you know, yeah, I don't I see anything that. all that great. I know he's your boy Solomon, uh, so uh, we're gonna. We're going we're gonna to just leave here. Like, I don't think – I'm not trying to ignore y'all. My phone is, like, spazzing. So, like, no, I'm trying good. to make sure I can, I can hear y'all. Who are we talking about? Jalen Hurts. Your boy. Just wait on the season. The Eagles, just wait on the season. Okay. The Eagles um, are winning the, the NFC least. We're, they're, they're winning. I'm sorry. You go seven and nine and win that, so it's not like he's got to do a lot. That's all I'm saying. That's all. That's all we need. We're gonna have this one good season, and he's gonna, you know, be me- not mediocre but decent for the rest. I mean, that's all I'm saying. It's like what he's in the perfect situation. Um, he's undersized. His arm is there. I think uh, he still struggles at reading defenses but like i mean what starting uh, quarterback in the nfl that doesn't have five years under the belt who doesn't do that um it's just going to take a lot of experience uh yeah. i feel like he'll do good enough they'll give him three years and i think in those three years they'll win the they'll win the nfc east so i mean 
Which said that's not a major accomplishment. Again, that's not going to say much. We're not going to say much. <laughs> going to the playoffs is all that matters. I mean, like I said, Matt Ryan can win three playoff games. Hell, anybody can do it. The second time the, the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they were nine and seven during the regular season. So it can be done. Can be mediocre when the Super Bowl. Just you got to get hot at the right time. Uh, we talked about this this morning um, when we tried to do this, but uh, Dwayne Haskins, hundred percent bust. Correct. Yes. Definitely. No, no chance of no chance of coming back. No. I mean, there's even discussion of whether he's even going to actually make the roster in Pittsburgh right now. He's fighting for that third string spot right now. I mean, he can't even beat out Mason Rudolph for the second string. Like, I mean, I he's not. Mason I mean, not that Mason Rudolph bad, but he's like, right you're supposed to be like, you know, the next guy, and you can't even win the second string spot, like. I mean, I don't think that Mason Rudolph is better than him talent-wise, but I think Mason Rudolph can better perform in the in the system that Pittsburgh has than Dwayne Haskins. And that's sad. Um, it's just another product of a kid that played with a bunch of talent in college that kind of hit his discrepancies, and then he gets to the league and you realize he's a lot worse off than what he normally is or what he really is. Um I heard one argument in his defense that Peyton Manning was terrible his first three years as a starter, and then, you know, he became who he is. Uh, but we kind of microwave in this society the standards because, like, we're instant gratification, social media, like, we need results now. Um, another example of that is, uh, is Elway. I, I just don't see the... I don't see any signs of any John Elway or Peyton Manning in Dwayne Haskins. Like, I, I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like – I feel like if you gave him three years, he's still going to be the same mediocre quarterback in three years. At least in Peyton's situation, you saw in his rookie year that it's like it's the team around him that sucks. It's not really him. You know what I mean? So – uh, I I think that it's pretty much over for him. I practice quarterback at at best. Um, if I was in that organization, I'd get the third string spot for Joshua Dobbs. But that's just me. By the way, if Joshua Dobbs hear this, I saw you in the Atlanta airport about three months ago. I mean, not three months ago, about three weeks ago. You're a giant of a human being. You're freaking awesome. Okay. Thanks. Are you talking about his forehead? Hey, hey, he got his tape line fixed. Bosley, if, if it worked for LeBron, it could work for anybody. If it worked for Dennis Schroeder, it could work for anybody. I mean, you're not the one to talk about foreheads, Morris. Damn. I I should be able to talk about foreheads because <laughs> I know all about it. <laughs> I just want to let you know that I personally did not take it there, so don't come at me. But you thought it. You thought it. Just because I thought of it, I got the discernment not to say it anymore. Gosh, JT. 
Okay. You're the king of stirring the pot, so um, I don't know why you want to try to act different right now. Hey, fatherhood has made me soft, sir. You're not even a father yet. What are you talking about? Hey, he's look, I'm already paying for the little Negro. He's here. Bro, those bills are no joke. Also, you got to pay for the birth? Bro. Oh, that, my birth only cost $25. Shout out to Alabama's prime insurance. Freaking love it. Wow. Okay. We yeah. actually met our out-of-pocket maximum just to pay for him. Really? Yeah. Oh, heck no, dude. It's like legit. The co-pay for, uh, for Alabama insurance is 200 bucks. We did this Blue Cross Blue Shield program that waives that fee. The only thing I got to pay out of pocket for is, what is it? The, the, like the fee for the credit card to cash, which is 25 bucks out of pocket. Wow. The credit card on file fee. So yeah, I pay $25 and I get to have, bring a kid into the world. Life is grand. Must be nice. Must be nice. But we will move on. Uh, we'll right move on. Yeah. At least I get three weeks paid of, you know, of parental leave. I don't have to worry about, you know, taking any sick days for that. But no, that's true. That's true. So, trade-offs. But, uh, so, we'll move on. Uh, I think we've talked about NFL enough. Um, enough as we can with it being the first round of preseason games. There's only so much you can infer from that before you, you're doing too much. Um, question for Solomon, are you going to buy a PSG jersey? Uh, no. By the way, bold prediction, they will obviously win League A, uh, which is the, um, the French League because, I mean, PSG is the best team in that league. They beat everybody in everything. And then when they get to the Champions League, they absolutely suck because as long as you can play decent defense and score a boot, uh, like, you know, a stupid goal, you win against them. So adding Messi, yes, I'm glad that they're, he's, you know, away from Barcelona, finally. Uh, but yeah, they're still going to suck. I thought you were a Messi fan. I thought you would buy his jersey. I, I mean, I like him. I mean, I'm, I might, I'm, I'm, I might get it. It just seems wrong. Did like, you spend like a hundred dollars in uh, a store in uh, Disney Springs to get one of his jersey? I did. I mean, that, it's hanging on my that wall was the last right year's now. Jersey. Who you still spent a hundred dollars for? Yeah, but I mean, it was still authentic, and I'd do it again. Uh, it's just like, but see, you know, I have a wall of 10 going on in my house. And I see the fact that. that he's now wearing number 30, like, that's just sad. I can't, I can't in right conscious buy something that, you know, ugh, it just doesn't, it's like, it's unholy. It doesn't seem right. <laughs> so who are you going to root for now? I know you no, follow I mean, players. I mean, I'm still a, like, when it comes to, like, complete league soccer, still a Liverpool fan, like, through and through. Love Liverpool, love the Premier League, best soccer in the world. Ah, we had everybody injured last year, still came in third in the league, still made Champions League, we qualified. Uh, uh, Virgil van Dyke is finally freaking healthy. 
We kept our top three sign, our top three strikers signed through one more year. We really didn't do much in the transfer market, but I still think that we're going to win the league. I'm just like any other diehard fan. But, you know, that actually comes with, you know, truth to it. Fair, fair. Okay. I just want to get your thoughts on that real quick. Um, so something cool happened this week with the MLB. They had their Field of Dreams game, um, which is, they had the game at the actual Field of Dreams um, that was the movie was based off of. With had had you know the the players walk out of the cornfields onto the out of the field. Kevin Costner was doing the introduction. They all, they wore classic the classic uniforms um, and, and it ended in a very exciting way with White Sox walking off. Um, did you guys like this idea? Uh, do you think this is kind of silly marketing? Were uh, you even looking to watch it at all? I'm not going to lie. And like I said, you can go ahead and judge me later. I've never seen the movie Field of Dreams all the way through. Neither have I. I need to watch. I know I need to watch it. It's like yeah, it's you watched. Because I, I can see, I I can know Lamar is just like <laughs> you bums. <laughs> it's somebody that's seen the movie <laughs> so like, like, right now. all the way through fifteen times. Like I get it, but no, I mean I well, I, I didn't think Field of Dreams is in football anyways, but you know that's fine. What about Field of Dreams and Morris? It's not the best baseball movie, so I, I don't blame y'all. But yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't think that it was a bad play. Honestly, it was the most exciting thing I've seen out of the MLB since, you know, birth. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say that I like the idea, completely honest. I hate the fact that the White Sox, uh, White Sox won off a, a walk-off homer, which was, you know... <clears throat> sickening not only the fact that I you know I somewhat you know have a soft spot in my heart for the Yankees but now the freaking White Sox are the better baseball team in Chicago right now makes me want to cut my nuts off but that. I mean, that's how it's been most of your life anyways huh you should be used to that that's how it's been most of your life anyways hey but you know we still have the better fan base and we win more when it counts it's fair so, uh, I think y'all have the same amount of success in the past 50 years. So, yeah, on my bad. The White Sox have won how many World Series in the last 50 years? Thank you. One. Hey. How many have the Cubs won? One. When did the White Sox win the World Series? <laughs> <Okay. Beers? laughs> like 2000, when was it? 2000 something? I think they won. I don't remember oh, the last time they won. 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, at 2000, yeah, 2005. Are y'all serious? My whole life has been a lie. So uh, with that, Lamoris, what is your current take on the MLB? Um, 
trending up, trending down, favorites for certain things. What do you got? Um, so this Field of Dreams game was the most watched MLB game in the past, what, 16 years, I think they said. That sounds um, about right. I think it's good for the sport um, in terms of having viewers or having the younger crowd start to watch it or continue watching the game. Um, but there's still more to be done. Um, I think baseball is still lacking in the excitement factor at times for, you know, regular playoff or regular regular season games and, and that nature. But they're on the right track in terms of teams. Um, we have the same teams, I guess you could say, uh, throughout the year that look like they're going to do well. You have the Dodgers still going to do well. Um, I think the Braves are ultimately going to win the NL East. Um, the Cubs oh, Yeah, so everything looks about normal in baseball. Um, the Cubs still suck. They trade their way, everybody, and I love to see it. Um, let me re-emphasize that the Cubs suck. That's about it. Little League World Series is coming up. Make sure oh, you yeah. watch it. Support I'm your team. Braves fans have small penises. Whoa. Whoa. <sighs> it would say something on the podcast, but uh, you know, this, this might be listened to. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna look for the podcast, guys. Let's 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 keep that in mind. I don't know. One of our like three fans. I think they can shout be out to the three of you that have been super loyal to us. We appreciate you. That's why we keep doing this every single week. Uh, but we'll move on to uh, college football, which is gearing up. Um, pull up the top 10 here for y'all and let me get y'all's thoughts. Of course, Alabama's number one, Clemson's two, Oklahoma's three, Ohio State's four, UGA's five, AM is six, Notre Dame's seven, Iowa State eight, UNC nine, Cincinnati 10. We'll just go through all 25 rather. Florida's 11. 12 is Oregon, 13 is LSU, 14 is USC, 15 is Wisconsin, 16 is Miami, 17 is Indiana, 18 is Iowa, 19 is Texas, 20 is Penn State, 21 is Washington, 22 Oklahoma State, 23 University of Louisiana, 24 Coastal Carolina, and 25 Ole Miss. Okay, where was Alabama again? Uh, we, know. we know. Okay, I was just making sure. Lamar loves to talk about baseball, but you know, hey. Alabama Wait, the king uh, of see me at the See me at the end of the year. Okay. Like I told you, just like all sports that Georgia slash Atlanta is a part of. When you think that they're going to be good, I'm I just going to draw your attention to 2018, 
2017 and 2014. I have no faith in Kirby Smart. I have no faith in Georgia. I have no faith in anything that comes out of Athens, outside of alcohol. That's the only thing that I have faith in that comes out of Athens. And that's it. If UGA just caught the ball at the end of that game, they would have been national champions, not Alabama. Like, that's how close y'all were to win a national championship. JT, y'all were in the national championship game, and Georgia was still closer to winning the national championship that year than you were. I know. I'm not disagreeing. That's what I literally just said. Tell him. Tell him you made it to the party though. Tell him. Tell him that Cinderella still made it to the dance though. Still legitimate. Bro, I was like, they don't belong there. I knew that they didn't belong there. It took Pittsburgh missing a field goal for them to stay undefeated. Pittsburgh. Uh, play in a real conference, then we'll talk about Notre Dame seriously. But uh, I, no, I don't know why you're trying to. I'm so I'm agreeing with you guys in all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. This is the one thing that you can always get underneath their skin about, and I love it because it. it, it nah, nah, nah. We're gonna stay on the facts, like Lamar's always says. So let's just face the facts. All we want to hear is I am facts. facing the facts. I'm agreeing no, with everything you, you guys are saying. No, I, I, JT, I'm not getting on to you. I'm getting on to Lamores. We're facing the. I want Lamores to face the facts. That's it. Don't let him. Don't let him talk about Notre Dame like that. Because guess what? Notre Dame and Georgia have the same number of freaking national titles in the last what? Twenty-two years. Notre Dame has actually won it more recently than Georgia has. So, you know, yikes. Just like. Yankees have won almost, what was it? How many have they won? I think it was seven since the last time the Braves won a World Series. Dang. Atlanta fans like to tell Yankee fans (laughs) that we live in the past. So I don't know how that works like that. Uh, JT, let's stop (laughs) with the Yankees. Because that is a whole nother, whole nother level of Paying for championships. There is okay. no way you put Yankees and Braves and in, in the same. You're gonna tell me like that. You're gonna, you're gonna tell me that Alabama and UJ have not been paying for their championships. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, first of all, why, why, why did you put Alabama back in this? This is y'all fight. This is y'all's fight. Okay, keep Alabama's name out of it. This is between you and Lamores. This is between Atlanta. In New York, leave Alabama out of it. Continue argument. Leave us alone. We so I guess anything. I'm right there. I guess I'm right. I guess I'm right. Uh, but to go to different conversations within college football, we talked about. I believe it was last week when we uh, met, which only got posted today. Uh, we got. Um, we talked about how two more teams from the Big 12 are jumping to the SEC. Um, and now 
Um, because of that, the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC are forming an alliance together. I don't really know what that means, but it seems that they are going to, I guess, work together to take down the SEC. I guess that's the that's the goal. I don't know. Um, little Central Powers esque situation going on there, but uh, what are y'all's thoughts with that? That what is that going to matter? What is that going to matter at the end of the day? <laughs> because. <laughs> like, like, I, 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 and I, I'm trying to be nice when I say this. But okay, the Pac-12. Okay, we're not in 2005 anymore. So let's just go ahead and eradicate the whole West Coast. Just take them out of it. The Big Ten, we respect one team in the Big Ten, one and a half. The ACC, we respect one team, one. The SEC is college football. Despite I don't what everybody know if, there, if these three these three conferences put together a super team between the three conferences, if they could still beat Alabama in a, in a game. Yeah. I don't think that they could. I really don't. So, I mean, I guess they're aligning to agree to not join the SEC, but... Um, I don't know how that helps you in the grand scheme of things. I think it's I, I think it's bigger than that. So they are essentially saying the Big 12 is done because if they assume that the Big 12 is after Texas and Oklahoma leave would be a power five, then, you know, they would be in this meeting. But Big 12 is done. And then also, I think this is more so for scheduling, right? So if you have Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC and Alliance that they only play each other or they they don't schedule games against the SEC so that you don't have SEC bias, you guarantee yourselves playoff spots. And that's the biggest thing for them is that they want playoff spots without the SEC getting two, three teams in every year just because they have like, what, three, four of the top programs in all of the nation. So they're, they have to create this alliance just to, you know, keep their their sort of power um, in, in college football. There's no way that they would have any power if the SEC determines how the playoff is going to work. And then they also have the best teams. Yeah, I can see what you're saying there. Because um, it's basically coming to the point of, okay, who's the SEC going to play in the um, national championship. You know, what's, there's really no discussion besides that. Like we could skip forward to whoever made it up the SEC, probably Alabama. Uh, Can we then, talk about how the NCAA is only going to be garnering over FCS and division two and division three schools Quite yeah, soon. The, does the anybody want to break away? Hundred percent. Does anybody yeah. want to like have that discussion yet? Because it's it's definitely coming. Oh yeah. I mean, they're going to be their own thing. They're going to, but they're going to be a model to the rest of the. the they're going to show the commission of the NCAA how to have leadership. Um, 
I've been on that soapbox enough. I'm not going to get on that one again. Um, but uh, yeah, you're, I think you're right. I think it's going to break away. We're basically going to have, uh, we're finally going to have, you know, multiple tier professional leagues of American football like they've got for, you know, international football everywhere else in the world. We've got five, six professional leagues. Um, that's basically what we're going to have once the Power Five breaks away. And could I please be the one to say, because I, I, I normally don't gloat. Oh, my kids, I gloat all the time. But I told somebody that this was going to happen, and they told me, no, the NCAA is always going to be around. They're always going to be a staple. I freaking told you. The moment that you allow kids to start making money that they rightfully should earn, like there's no way the NCAA is going to be able to garner over that. So the power five. Or Are you talking about five. me? You talking about what I said? Talking about Lamores. I, 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 I'm always talking about Lamores when I'm out <laughs> sideways. Be honest. So, <laughs> so I so still funky. think my dog is still going to be a thing. Um, that's be that's trying trying to be but um. I, I still think the entity as a whole will be there because you don't just get away from NCAA um, unless you you're not a college. You know, I, well, <laughs> at some at some point you would have well, to. You got the NAIA, just so call you it can't away from it away. And that's it. And that's what right, I think. That's still, I still under. Go ahead. Well, go ahead. I'm not going to rope. I still think that's under some, you know, uh, NCAA quote unquote figure. Like if if you were to say that they break away and and become like a minor league sports division, and in theory, I don't see that happening. Or a professional sports um, league is is still going to be governed by some some random group of people that don't have really any power. They're just a figurehead, um, and that's how it's is almost always going to be just because of the nature of it being a college sport. Now, if they decide that, you know, um, we want to funnel these players to to these fake teams or whatever and create a league, then cool, do that. But it's still not a college team at that point. Right. My only thing is, you know, though I believe that this is going to happen eventually where they break away in some form or fashion, at least from the rest of, you know, the bowl subdivision. Um, my only thing with that is, you know, what would happen to these sports at these schools that aren't football, men's basketball, um, women's basketball at some places, and men's baseball at only some of these schools. Outside of those four sports, if you're lucky to have those four sports at a high level, what happens to the cross country team, you know, the volleyball team, the track and field, like, like, I'm, it's just, it's not, it's not a power, it's only a power five school when you're talking about basketball, football, and baseball, unfortunately. Right. My thing is that I, I honestly still believe that it's like it's going to be a part of the college, like a part of the college. And the fact that that still what keeps this thing running is the fact that now the kids are able to make money from outside sources. So now they're able to make money from outside sources and the football team gets to keep more of the revenue that they they generate. 
I, I still believe that some of those schools are still going to be able to divvy out money to those to those programs that need it. I mean, because at the end of the day, as much as we, we don't think so, like, yes, Nick Saban is the most powerful man in Alabama, but the, that president of that school still has say in where those funds are regulated. So, like, those that program, those programs on that school are still going to be able to thrive. However, it does affect those schools that aren't able to generate as much money uh, through football. And honestly, and it's sad to say, I just think that that's survival of the fittest. I mean, that's not to say that you're not going to have multiple sports programs in this, uh, you know, in college sports that are not going to be able to thrive. Uh, and a lot of those schools that are going to lose out or, or have to cut back on those school opportunities were, let's be honest, probably schools that were going to cut those uh, opportunities eventually down the line anyway. Uh, that's just how I see it. Fair. That's fair. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not like, oh, we have to make sure we save these programs, you know, rah, rah. I'm just pointing out the reality of the situation that these programs may very well be affected in a, in a movement like this. Um, and that's just, just the way it's going to be if these schools agree to do that. So, you know, somebody is always going to suffer when somebody else tries. Um, it's just the reality of the way this world works. Uh, you know, we, we can't have everyone be successful and happy at the same time. Yep. As much as we try. And another thing to take into consideration, too, is that the fact that the school is uh, fairly funded by Title IX, the federal government will step in and also subsidize some of those programs in order to keep them afloat because if it puts the school at risk of not having a, uh, not being Title IX compliant, uh, they will help out. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to see some, some schools suffer. Like we already knew this, but I mean, what's the what's the better out? What's the worst outcome? You know, kids still being taken advantage of and not being able to, you know, make money off of what they do, uh, or you know, programs suffer at the school's expense. It sucks, but once again, the NCAA could have stopped all of this had they had switched their 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 mode of thinking fifteen years prior with the Reggie Bush era of things, if they would have allowed kids to capitalize off of their likeness and stuff way back then and slowly ushered it in instead of just holding off and was like, no, amateurism. No, we're going to we're gonna lie and say it's amateurism because we want to keep all this money for ourselves. Uh, that's what you get for being greedy. Yeah. But, I mean, and with that, because we, because, like, NCAA is coming out that they will not reinstate that season for USC. Um, my, issue, my issue with that is that, you know what, it's one thing for you to commit a crime um, and go to prison for it, and then 10 years later, it's no longer becoming a crime. Um, it's another for the Supreme Court to establish that that law, you were not allowed to actually do that as a governing body. So, 
if that's the, and that's the case here. So, and, and so if that's the case, you, any action that came down because you decided that these players could not profit up their name, image, and likeness has to be rescinded. Yeah. It's not like, you know, guy that got busted for, for selling weed 15 years ago before it became legal in that state to sell marijuana still sitting in jail. I don't like that he would still be sitting in jail, but at the time he was still committing a crime. This is different because this is saying that you you were not allowed to have this as a law. That was not a constitutional thing. So it, all of that stuff has to be nullified and work retroactively. But that's my thought. I'm not a legal expert, but But what you said was true. I mean, it just sucks at the fact that it's like, we know that it's like, it's basically robbing kids of an opportunity. And instead of just being, you know, being fair and just giving the season back to people, like just get, like give Reggie Bush back his season, give the uh, Ohio State back their season. Like we're not asking you to reinstate the coaches and, you know, like it, it, it just it doesn't seem like such a hard thing for you to admit that you were wrong. Like, yeah. just admit that you were wrong. Say sorry. Give the kid back his stats. Like, and be done with it. Like, it's it's over with. Like, but you know the NCAA is going to NCAA. Yeah, it's very true. Are we surprised that LSU was ranked after that trash of a season last year? And at 13th of that? Nah, not surprised. When you look at the talent on paper, um, they are, they're still stacked. In my opinion, they have the third best receiving core in the entire SEC. Uh, their defense on paper should be 1A or 2 right behind Alabama. Uh, the only question that I have of LSU are two biggest things. Offensive play calling, because we're, we're going to have to realize that Ed Ogeron is not an offensive brain. He's just not even defensive-minded coach. Uh, and outside of the spark of brilliance that Joe Burrow and what's the new offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, uh, it was something Brady. Did somebody help me out with the name? I, I, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of him off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, they picked him up for Yeah. Joe Brady. Yeah. Yeah, outside of Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, like it it's been pretty much uh a whitewash for Ed Ogeron. So offensive play call is a must this year. He's gotta take pressure off of his defense in order for them to be successful. Once again, you can have one of the best receiving courts, but you don't have anybody to throw the ball to them it's going to be real hard for them to be successful, which brings me to my other question, the starting quarterback. It's got to be somebody that, I mean, I would take a page out of 2009-2010 Alabama's playbook and just get me a game manager. You don't need anybody spectacular. You're not going to win the SEC this year at all, but you want to put up a respectable record. So at this point in time, if I don't have like that drop diet kid that's going to be able to win me a title, I need someone that's going to dink and dime me, that can throw play action passes, 
throw the short pass and hand the ball off and just manage the game for me and let my defense do the majority of the work. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. Too many choices that keep you at this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just saying I agree with that. Um, I was saying they don't have uh, many choices at QB right now because uh, uh, what's his name? Miles Brennan um, has a essentially a season-ending injury. Um, so they, you know, they have to go with Max Johnson at this point. Oh, God. And he played well last year. Um, but <laughs> that was, you know, <laughs> at the end of the year. And I He's still a, only a, a sophomore. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how much the hell that'll be. But I get the other team of the Raging Cajuns, they haven't showed me anything to be ranked. At I know, right? 23 this year. But I, I was like, um, why are they there? Like, Coastal, like, Coastal earned their rank to be ranked at the beginning of the season. Right. Um, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused uh, but we'll find out the first game of the year they go to go up against texas uh they'll probably get bounced around and, and they'll be out of the rankings after that one week so texas better step, step up and start yeah. playing because i mean you gotta you gotta prove that you belong to be in the sec in a couple of years like you can't just be good enough to win the big big 12 anymore like you you gotta prove that you can play with the big dogs and so you can't play with your food. That would be University of Louisiana there. Uh, Charlotte is going to learn real 12. fast what it's like to compete uh, in the SEC. I really do feel like if they lay an egg this year, which let's completely be honest, they're more than likely going to do, um, it's going to start selling in a little bit of that doubt that we all pretty much know should exist. Hey, do we really think that they can compete at that level? Not really. But you know, no. Texas fans are going to Texas fans. They're the next most annoying. Well, hell, the whole entire state of Texas with the Dallas Cowboys and all that. They're yeah. Really annoying. Yeah. But I mean, but I mean, you're exactly right. We don't expect them to be able to step up. But if you want to, if you want to, you can't just walk into the SEC when you've got on your resume the you know the past you know recruiting cycle which is you know four years basically is the last recruiting cycle having on your resume a struggle win you know at best to louisiana like you can't have that on your resume <laughs> you're going to be the next vanderbilt of the sec if you do that type of stuff hmm. I, I will say i think oklahoma will probably be okay. I don't think they're going to be great in the SEC, but I think they have a better shot of being successful than Texas does. But, I mean, I don't think that's high, necessarily high standards. SEC literally agreed to Texas because Texas is has the name of Texas, and SEC is all about names. Uh, but with that, uh, I guess we'll move on. Um, anything else we want to talk about is kind of a slow 
slow news week in sports. Uh, we we definitely got to talk about Leangelo Ball and well, how he went off. He's going off in the summer league. Okay, but that's like that's like looking good against a FCS school. It it doesn't matter. We're gonna give respect where respect is due. Uh, Lavar Ball was right. Jello belongs in the league. I don't care what anybody says. League him now. Give him a contract and let him and his brother dominate the East. I'm guaranteeing it right now. If they sign Jello, the Hornets are gonna make the playoffs. No, okay, that's not too hard. We're there in the East once again. I, I, no, no, I would take that that bet any day of the week. Uh, bet solo. Put 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 money on it. Easy, easy. Wait, doesn't somebody else somebody else diapers at this point? Yeah, I, yeah I, he does. I, I owe him diapers, but I, I think I got a little while before that happened. He said to send the diapers he, to me. Send send them up here to me. There we go. All I need you to do is be reckless one time out there in Atlanta, Lamores, and then I'll send you your diapers. Not happening. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's get have this next bet here. What what are we thinking? What are, what are, what are we betting? What are we putting down? Let's be honest. I, I, I'm going to say that the Hornets are going to make the playoffs regardless of a bet or not this year, just because when you look at the landscape of the East, outside of the top four, um nobody is going to it has gotten respectively better a lot of outside of chicago i'll give chicago that um they've either stayed the same or gotten worse and the hornets are a team that i think are going to make are going to be a sixth or a seventh seed at best uh man i'll give them a fifth seed i don't think that new york will make the playoffs again next year that's that's my bold prediction in the east um, you, they did nothing at free agency to improve themselves. They literally kept the exact same team and said, like, hey, we're going to run it back. You got no value for anything for a lot of guys that, in my personal opinion, played above their average. And I think that if we take away fanhood for a little while, the New York fan would have to agree with me. Your yeah, best I, player played out of his it. mind this year. I just I didn't don't think, think I can't see him do that again. I was saying they were going to get they they were probably going to lose in the first round. It was just a 50-50 shot because they were going against the Hawks. They were going against I honestly Elmo. think that if they would have been if they would have been if they would have went up against Philly in the first round, if they were a seventh seed like we all thought that they would have been, they would have won the first round matchup. They just lucked up and went up against. A Hawks team that, in all honesty, they just had a better start. They had a better player in Trey yeah. Young than the entire New York squad. Philadelphia would have been a completely different story because y'all could have shot the, the, the lights out and double-teamed Joel Embiid from the backside and let Ben Simmons just sit out there and just shoot bricks all day. Fair. So, yeah. Fair. So, I honestly believe that the, the Hornets will make the playoffs I just want to see Jello get his opportunity. Um, I think that he deserves it. I think that he's done enough work to have, but just have one year. Just give the man one freaking year. And if he if he's terrible, if he's trash, so be it. At least we got a chance to see Lavar Ball get back on that on on Sports Center, get on First Take, get on Undisputed, 
and gloat to everybody about, I told you my boys were good. All three of my boys. Now we going to Chicago. After we get rid of uh, oh, the road, we're going to get them all on Chicago's team and we're going to win a state and we're going to win a, a, a NBA championship. So are we, are we going to get the last ball brother? Are we going to get all three of them together and have, have, have his, his dream come true finally? I'm just letting y'all know, if y'all get all three ball boys on the NBA squad in the East, they will make it to a finals. And I we'll never it. hear the end of it. LeVar Ball will talk about that for the rest of his life. Because he's right. Like, I don't understand. I like, absolutely he, he's a disgusting bit. on an NBA team. No. <laughs> that will look absolutely trash on an NBA floor. All right. Don't get me wrong. They're decent players. Uh, but uh, you can't put that out on a on an NBA team. All three teams together on the floor at the same time. They would get Oh, no, not at the same time. No, no, never at the same time. But speaking of Undisputed, um, I forgot this. I wanted to talk about this. Finally. Shouts out to Jenny. Shout out. Bayless got shut down. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Jenny. For those that don't know, Skip Bayless Bayless tried to throw out there that because Mike McCarthy is not in shape, he'll never be a good coach. He really has never paid attention because I think it's about two thirds of head coaches, if not more, across all of football, not just not just high, not just pro football, high school, college, whatever, are would probably be categorized as obese. We forget who just won the Super Bowl. The Bucks, who's their coach? Who's Bruce Arians. Is is he a is he a, a you know a swimsuit model? No. Who won the year before? Andy Reid? Is Hey, 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 hey. If you dim the lights, Andy <laughs> Reid looks very, very attractive. Do not do that. That mustache is very, very nice. I'm not saying attractive. Matter. This man was saying in shape. He was calling McCarthy. Fat. Andy Reid is the dead gone picture of freaking hell. We, we will not insult the cheeseburger god on this podcast. He is in shape. He's beautiful. He is beautiful. Anyways, and then Jenny Tapp just absolutely shut him down. And I I, I can't believe somebody finally got Skip Bayless to be speechless. Um, I hope this is a sign of things to come that Fox Sports realizes that People don't want to work with Skip Bayless. Because clearly she didn't, that wasn't just because of that moment. That's not the first time she's wanted to say something to Skip Bayless. And if we can get him off our airways, finally, we're very happy about I would just like to point out that like, normally, Skip is tolerable. Like I know a lot of stuff that he does is for just for clickbait and for views. And overall, he just does it in order so he can keep his name out there. 
that's fine. But like, I, I don't understand why we're going after like people's appearance. Like yeah. we need to, cause like as soon as he got butt hurt, when they started going after his high school staff, like so you 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 can't get butt hurt about people calling you out for averaging one point eight points per game, and then you want to call somebody out for like their physical stature. I, I just I don't I don't get that. Like you you can't get butt. You got to be able to dish it too. So. If you can talk about people and how overweight they are, we should be able to talk about your high school stats and how you suck on all major airways every single day. That's just my opinion. Keep him humble. And with that, we'll move on to the petty moment of the week. What do you guys have? Well, you just talking about my petty moment of the week. I always like that was that. glorious. The petty moment of the week is that the top tweet after that was, "Does is LeBron's lack of leadership leading to a rift between Jenny Taft and Skip Bayless to be talked about next on Undisputed? I died when I saw that. Just saying. He always likes to talk about everybody. I'm glad he finally got what he freaking deserved. Lamoris, <laughs> what you got as your petty moment? Um, it was just a simple uh, troll by Sports Illustrated when they released out their, I guess, preseason rankings for college football. They had the Texas logo for whatever they're ranked, I guess, 15, somewhere between 15 and 20. But they put the horns down logo as their logo uh, for Texas, just for a, a quick troll. So that was it. Um, that and then uh, I'm going to talk about those OU fans on Twitter and how uh, delusional they are. But that's that's my final thought. Lamore's well, oh, got into a fight with one. Share. No. Oh no, it was like four of them. But you know, it's all good. <laughs> We'll get to that in final thoughts, I guess. Uh, but my petty moment of the week uh, goes out to the Arizona Cardinals uh, coaching staff. So it was Kyler Murray's birthday this week. And they decided, you know, the, you know that thing cameos where like you can pay to have a celebrity like send a message to somebody? Oh, yeah. So they got... They got Colt McCoy to film a birthday message for Kyler. Um, they used the quarterback coach's stepmom's credit card so they wouldn't think about tracing it back to them. Said that the, the kid's name was Buddy. He was a quarterback as well. Um, and he was about to start training camp. And had Colt McCoy uh, uh, film a cameo Wishing him happy birthday was like, hey, buddy, uh, happy birthday. Heard you about to start camp. Good luck to you. Stay focused. Heard your quarterback as well. Keep up the good work. <laughs> and they showed it in the, the, the quarterback's meeting. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, and then, and the thing is, 
Colt McCoy didn't know that it was for Kyler Murray either. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll finish up with our final thoughts. Go ahead, y'all. My final thoughts are uh, be safe regardless of what you think. Uh, you know, I really don't feel like going back home and, you know, teaching from my house again. So if we could, please, you know, just put on these masks and everybody just lock in and do what we're supposed to do. That, that'd be great. Yeah. That, that would be freaking great. I'd freaking I would love that. that. Yeah. It'd be a nice one. So I don't have to sit here and, you know, have to wonder about, you know, stuff being transmitted. It'd be, be yeah. awesome. It would be nice. Uh, Lamoris, what do you got? Um, yeah, I was muted because I just weren't solo to go. But uh, she's a whore. <laughs> she's a complete oh, and utter concubine. <laughs> Anyways, OU fans have to be the most delusional, um, insane like, fans in all of college football. Even more so than annoying Alabama fans, uh, more than Georgia fans. I I witnessed it through Twitter. Um, they got upset because I said it wouldn't be a sh to assume that OU won't have immediate success when they join the SEC. But apparently that's blasphemous uh, OU fans. So uh, don't get so butt hurt when people don't that y'all are going to do well. Uh, yeah. Uh, my final thought is shout out to the late Bobby Bowden, who recently passed away um, after a short but tough fight with cancer. Um, never was a Florida State fan, but I always liked you as a coach. Uh, you did it the right way for sure. Um, and one could argue that Florida State is still is still a known name, relevant name, if you will, simply because of you. Um, moving forward, especially uh, post, uh, what's his name that just went to uh, A&M a few years ago? Uh, Jimbo, once he left, I think it's it, he was not, um, even though he did win a championship there, I think the school is popular more because of Bobby Bowden than it was because of Jimbo Fisher, even to this day. Um, so you got to respect that effect um, that that one man can have on a program. Uh, but with that, uh, we will get out of here and see y'all next week. Adios.